0: Hi hey everyone God shit I always screw this up. Uh, hey, <laughs> welcome to an episode of Jeff has cool friends I'm Jeff May and I have cool friends that's exciting right uh, everybody knows it's exciting. I'm very excited today if you are listening on the patreon uh, and you're listening on release day, it's my birthday. That's exciting, happy birthday to me. And I would, there's no guest that I would rather have on the show for my birthday than one of my very good friends, Uh, a relatively recent friend, as far as time goes, um, the amazingly talented Afua Richardson. Afua, hi. Aw,
1: hi Jeff, Mm -hmm. I get to be your friend, You You
0: do, I I, I kind of made that happen uh, aggressively, because I don't know if, (laughs) if you remember our origin story. Um, We were both walking into Motor City Comic Con at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. You were going to
0: set up your table (laughs) and I was going to around until I had to talk, um, which what a weird job that is. And I saw you, you had like lug, like lug, like three pieces of luggage that you were bringing with you because you're an artist and you set up at a table and you have to have all this stuff there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and you were also cosplaying.
1: Was I, I dressed as Maleficent that
0: day? No, you were a Wakandan queen. Oh, uh, and uh, so and I just I looked at you carrying all this stuff, and I and I was car- I had a backpack, and I said, "Can I please just carry one of these things for you?" And you were like, "No, I'm good." And I was like, "Okay, we're going the same place." I'd feel like a sh- a piece of. Sh- for this entire walk if i'm just watching you struggle with these things when i have two arms available uh and then we we struck up a conversation and became fast friends and i'm so excited about that
1: yeah it's like one of your arms shall be borrowed because queens should not carry their luggage
0: see we could just do this all day like we could just have that conversation like this and i'll, I'll be like we have a wakandan queen oh, uh certainly. on the show but no, it was great. We had a we had, it was a fun. It was a fun weekend. Uh, we had we had a lot of mutual friends. We had a good time. Okay. Um, I I gave you edibles um, because <laughs> <'cause>
1: <laughs> that made the show very wonderful.
0: I brought extra because I, I need to sleep, especially in hotel okay. rooms, because you can never tell if you're going to be able to sleep in a hotel room.
1: That's true. Some pillows are made of air and Somewhere. others are made of regret. I also, I also
0: have a a fabric softener allergy and I have, and I have learned shout outs to the, whatever hotel I stayed in in Albuquerque that like they, I was just like, Hey man, can you give me sheets without all this fabric softener? And they were like, we sure can't that sometimes I need to be able to fall asleep (laughs) on an empty mattress with no blanket. And that would be a sleeping opportunity. But uh, that being said, uh, so you are, uh, you are an artist, but you are not, you're you're not just the classic style of like a comic artist that works there. You have such an interesting backstory that I could not wait to have you on the show.
1: Oh, yay. Thanks for finding me interesting. I am an illustrator, mm-hmm. a writer, a musician, a singer, a songwriter. I guess an actor. I, I haven't done that much acting, but
0: bit a dancer dancer yeah
1: um a human beatbox artist but I'm a wait I'm sorry
0: hold practice. on wait real quick <laughs> wait okay that that doesn't show up when you look really you, the...
1: I just don't I just don't talk about it very much anymore but like, like were then, you
0: really like a human beat like you did the whole
1: I was when I was in high school I went to LaGuardia for the performing arts in New York yeah and I was a part of a crew of all female hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. So we had Cut and Candy, who was a battle DJ. We had Pre the Honey Dark, who was this amazing battle MC who won this like KRS1 battle. Damn. Like it was it was incredible. Like she was just a phenomenal MC. And then me for some reason, imitating singers and imitating <laughs> noises and animals.
0: That's and, really cool. So you you're you were mimicking. You you were doing like yeah. mimic style stuff.
1: That is how I became a singer. I was mimicking things. Really, it started with weird little animals at the zoo, and then I was mimicking sounds and mimicking voices and mimicking singers, and what, then I just started mushing it all together.
0: What singers were you like finding yourself really? Mim- was it everybody, or were there people that you could really like? Oh, I nailed that. Like the impression was spot on.
1: Specifically, like I was really into. Uh, sarah vaughn and billy holiday so I, I had that whole kind of jazz era thing down for the time that i did commercial voice acting i would get asked to like sound like gwen stefani gwen stefani was actually a really big uh vocal influence for me uh, really? when she was a part of no doubt
0: oh, you didn't you didn't follow her to the particular. lamb the lamb part of her career or
1: i you know, sometimes you part ways with an I think she's, I think she's awesome. I just, I liked the stuff with No Doubt, and I liked maybe the first couple of albums when she went solo.
0: Yeah, I used but to. I, I mean, I, there's still some that that the Love Angel Music Baby that was a that was a good album. Heck yeah, I'm not gonna pretend it's not.
1: I still dance Zumba in my house to that.
0: <laughs> so, uh, like that would also that that also reminds me. So you were a voice actor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: worked at this commercial um, at this jingle house in Soho. And I was actually the receptionist. And then they, when they couldn't find a singer, they would just come downstairs and be like, Afula, can you sing like a Jamaican man? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on. We do anything. We go And I would just do it. <laughs> like, really? If I could do it, I'd do it.
0: That's going to be a nice pay bump, right?
1: Yeah, it was nice every once in a while. Like, oh, yes.
0: I've seen some of the I checks, checks some people get from doing commercials and you're just like oh so you just you're just gonna just live off of a burger king commercial for a year that's wild to me
1: i mean it's it's such a roll of the dice though you can audition for hundreds and you might get one you might get one
0: yeah it it is um it is weighted gambling working in the entertainment industry um and working in the arts in general it's like you have to build Mm -hmm. skills and talents but that's still not enough which is very right. frustrating if you've done the work, and then an industry might not be interested or ready to receive you, even though you've right. put all that hard work in. It's it's hard to do that. There's not a lot of other jobs where, you know, like if you're an accountant who's a bit of a weirdo, you'll still get a job as an accountant somewhere, right? But some industries just don't want people, or, or they 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 reject reject people sometimes, and that's
1: weird. right because it's primarily about opinion, yeah. The opinion of the people who are looking, the opinion of the artist who, who is expressing themselves through their craft, mm-hmm. and then they put all of their eggs in this singular skill. Uh, but unlike being a doctor or an architect or something of that sort, someone has to want what it is that you make. Yeah, And that's difficult when you're making something that is emotionally based. Yeah, it's so that's why I had a million jobs. It (laughs) it is became all of these things. I was like, I have to do this.
0: It is um, working in the arts. I don't know if people really understand that it is debasing sometimes. And and the the, one of the main things they teach us is not to have shame. They're like, look, if you have shame and you doubt yourself or whatever, then it's just not going to work because Hmm. you need to have the confidence in whatever stupid thing you're doing because sometimes what we do is stupid and we sure. laugh about it and it's great when we can not but even acting conceptually yeah. acting is stupid you're you're playing make believe as an adult but it <laughs> elicits emotional responses art is designed to elicit responses and you need to be fearless in order to seriously put that art out there
1: yeah yeah so. it, it's sort of a balance you have to be able to to listen to the criticism but not succumb to the uh the pressure that comes with the rejection
0: well i mean that too. and then also to try to change what you are in order to fit a mold that you might not feel comfortable in as well which right artistically i think is something that we're gonna I, i'm gonna want to talk to you about uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that it is very interesting when we talk about the comics industry and art artists and what we have seen throughout the the what the 80 years 90 years that that the comics industry has existed and all the the fads and the things that have been showing up and how mm-hmm. i mean illustration has existed for how long you know like illustration sure. but like comics i mean when we think of comics as a as a modern even sort of superhero style before it was just you know cartoon cats and things like that it's sure. 1939 so you know yeah, that's that's not, not that. Yeah.
1: Not that old. We, it's, a, it's
0: a young medium. Um,
1: it is a young medium, and it is treated like such.
0: Yes, it's well, certainly
1: not, maybe not so much anymore. Oh, like still. In is. the last 20, 30 years, I, I think it's been treated with a little bit more respect. It's. I mean, people respect success.
0: It's certainly grown. You you would have thought comics would get a bigger bump because of Marvel movies, and I guess they kind of do a little bit, but not as well as you would have hoped. Um,
1: well, I think when it's going through the growing pains, and I think the urge to put out a film that is just like a comic book is a way to uh, pay homage to the fans. Mm-hmm because that's their embedded audience but understanding that that the transference of media also changes how it's received Mm -hmm. so i think there's more of a push to turn superhero films into high concept films and i think there there have always been like a mixture thereof and you know, it's not just been like, you are super. I have a cape and a mission. Go. You <laughs> know, it, it, it's and some of it is that because that's fun. Yeah. I think there's room for it all. And I think industries are understanding that you can have serious emotional con- content and higher concepts and philosophy and, you know, larger life lessons and amazing leather pants. Sweat in.
0: So many good non-sweaty leather pants. <laughs> that's honestly why I watch them. And we're like, look, all that non sweating leather. And then, if you were on set <laughs> and you smelled it, you'd be like, no, that, that's sweat. There's sweat that's, in that leather. Yeah.
1: This is why there's no smell vision
0: We, one of the things that I was delighted to find out when we first met, we were talking mm-hmm. about it. And I, I had stopped by your table to visit. To to be and I told you I was like I'm gonna come back and check out like your setup once you're once you're there I obviously don't want to come and you while did. you're and I did you just and
1: disappear into the void and
0: it's and and one of the things that you had as like the the credit on there and and some of the artwork that you had was stuff from Lovecraft Country, yes which I, I loved that show my roommate and I consumed it so hard she loves it you know it was a and you worked you did the visuals.
1: Yes, it was uh, a phenomenal production. HBO. Uh, for those of you who still haven't seen it yet, like while you're waiting for the next House of the Dragon, go ahead and watch Lovecraft Country because it is awesome. But it's intense. You need you know you need a palate cleanser like a musical or something in between because it's really heavy. <laughs> So, Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams, and Misha Green produced Lovecraft Country, which is about a young man who comes back from Vietnam and um, looks for his father, and he's missing in the segregated South, and uh, magic monsters... Strange portals into other dimensions where you start to rewrite history and rewrite yourself, it happens. It's insane. It
0: it it reads like because of the influences that it comes through, it's almost like if you took an Arthurian legend mm. and you put it in segregated black America and how they're dealing with these problems, but with those sci-fi and fantasy elements. Um, yes. that are brought in and so you you have it you have the hero's journey that we see through and it's it's really great it's really strong the side quests and all of the way it all swirls together in the end just so yes. strong um there is a comic Absolutely book is. there's a comic book element
1: to it <laughs> yes uh,
0: and that is where i can and and that is you you are the artist of the comic book
1: <laughs> yes um jada harris plays diana freeman who is um a teenage girl whose father creates something called a green book so he goes to the south uh during the 50s and finds which places actually serve people of color and which do not which is very dangerous work and it was based off of uh something that a, a postal worker did in uh the early 1950s late 1940s and um her mother who wants to be um, an astronomer, but it was kind of, you know, pushed out of those circles. She, um, she just shares her love of the stars with her daughter. And so her daughter seeing all of this makes these hand-drawn comics out of the things that she finds around her home. Uh, Her father is Panther man, Uh, hats off to black Panther (laughs) and uh, her mother is Orithia Blue, who's a space explorer. And she interprets their wants and desires and their adventures into these little books. And I was responsible for creating them, teaching Jada Harris on set how to draw. And I influenced some of the designs of Orithia Blue. And originally they wanted to give her an Afro, which is awesome. I'm all about a proper afro but i know my grandmother would not have wanted to have won an afro my aunts you know who were teenagers during the 70s they would have definitely have wanted an afro mm-hmm. but during the 50s you were rocking a hair comb you know you, yeah. you had the the hot comb on the stove that was dangerously close to your scalp and your hair was always straightened because that was the style of the day it, it wasn't a
0: um step away from a conch here
1: was not welcome
0: yeah what do they call that it was a conch right that they used to do i remember malcolm x telling the story about like where they would like frighteningly straighten their hair with like toxic chemicals and
1: oh yeah the relaxers hair relaxers, lie and uh different dangerous solvents or just a hot comb and hope it doesn't rain that day So I decided to kind of give her a little Betty Rubble hairstyle, and I drew what it was they asked, and I was just like, but the Betty Rubble, because my grandma, you know, she, my grandmother would, she would just plead with me. She says, well, perhaps you can relax your dreads. I have dreadlocks. And they were like, you could straighten them, and then the parts that aren't locked, you could cut off. You know, she was very gently trying to convince me that my hair was a tragedy and that I would never be loved or hired. And I was like, oh, I understand your fears. That was real for you. So I wanted to make sure that I accurately put that fear into the hairstyle of the character. The, the, uh, and so they said, yeah, this is great. Do it. Uh, we'll, we'll make the hair blue. I was like, yes, yes. That was my one droplet. No, I well. think you had more
0: than just one droplet here. <laughs> but I do think that is that is very interesting, too, that when you work with a production company and you talk about the history of these things and, and you talk about it, and obviously, you know, Chris Rock's documentary, Good Hair, like the the pursuit, especially among African-American women uh, and like what is expected uh, of hair at that time and being sort of, um, you know, of the time. And I guess right. if we want to say, gave it French a la mode, uh, which yes. means something very different in the food industry. Uh, and- <laughs> but Keeping that current and everything and and keeping it being aware of of sort of the reality of the time while still keeping it rooted in science fiction, I think, is important. Right. You know, like you get the Betty Rubble, but it's blue. It's it's a sci fi version of something that would yes. be contemporary at the time. And they're very lucky to have had you in that.
1: Well, thank you. It it was incredible. I got to work on set because I was living in Atlanta at the time and it was about 15 minutes away from my home where it was was filmed. And I'd never seen anything like that before. I'm usually a part of the post-production where they send me a little bit of a script, a trailer and the costumes, but I was present to see the sets being built. Each of those sets, each of those rooms, some of them were filmed in Chicago, some you know, out in the countryside of Georgia, but the churches, the apartments, the observatory, everything was built on set. There was so much care and detail. And um, Misha Green, the executive producer, she went out of her way to find as many skilled men and women of color To be perfectly honest, I hate that term because everybody has color. Nobody's transparent or translucent, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, She found as many brown people as she could, the best of the best, to come and do the wardrobe. So on and off camera, she made a consolidated effort to hire black people for this. Mm -hmm. Which I think is important. Absolutely. It was her choice. That was what she wanted to do. Yeah. She did it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that it's very important, I think, especially in situations like that where it is a very grisly part of American history that, let's be honest, it truly only affected African Americans in that regard. Like, hmm. white people weren't put out by Jim Crow. They just right. did it because, you know, naughty. Like, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Like, they were the perpetrators of that. Right. So I think it is yeah. important for... The, the the descendants of those affected by it the most would work on something like that, where, you know, obviously diversity and having a lot of different voices and flavors and everything is important. But in something that's so Afrocentric, it yeah. would be important to have people work on that 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 would be affected by it.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think it was. It was very medicinal in. In certain ways, there were a lot of people who hadn't heard of Black Wall Street. They hadn't heard of this event at all. And this was a way for them to learn about it and not feel like they were responsible for it.
0: Yeah. It's you know, a- and
1: here's, here's a way for you to be educated about saying, like, you, you are the bad guy. Yeah. And it's like, well, n- no, this is what happened. We have to honor the past it- and heal. Healing is the objective. Agreed. Knowing, saying that was a horrible thing. This is how we don't repeat that
0: watchmen it's funny because bring, we bring up like the black Wall Street thing like that and mm-hmm. and I remember when watchmen came out the amount of people that did not hear about Tulsa they just never heard they were yeah, like what are you I talking heard. about and it's right? like yeah that's kind of something that we should be paying attention to like these are the things that right. we 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 think about and, and, and we talk about like a thriving community and and the threat that people felt from that is is genuinely just it's wild. It's it's unfortunate, yeah. of course.
1: Absolutely, but one thing that I I shared some of these was with my dad, but because of the horror content, he didn't really want to watch a lot of it. He was like, i was like, did that person just come apart?
0: It, oh, was he I was he not know, interested in that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's not big into horror. <laughs> he's like, this is gruesome. This is upsetting my stomach. I mean, some of the stuff is pretty. Like people get eaten. Life. Lovecraftian monsters. You <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's so funny when you work on something like that and it and it jars somebody, and you're like, okay, but you know, it's like not real, right? Like, you're, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, that's like not. And some a thing. people can. Well, some people are, you know, very sensitive to gore, and you know, when yeah. I hear some of my dad's stories, I can understand it. He's he's seen a lot of horrible things. I get he it. He was. Um, he's a an oil painter and a physicist and a teacher and a former officer in the military. And actually um, we would have all of these conversations about science fiction. We would watch Star Trek. Wait, wait. So your,
0: your father, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, so your father is also like a, a a Renaissance person in in much in the same way that you are, that, that it's somebody that is immersed in very deep, in very deep, but very different pockets of this world being a, literally like the physical sciences and then art and, and being immersed in both of those things. So that makes so much more sense. You make more sense now that you've said that.
1: (laughs) If
0: if you're the slouch boy, my family is just a big old pile of crap because we, we ain't doing half the you guys are doing.
1: Nah, I mean, well, you know, my, my father grew up in Alabama And um, he had to really fight in order to do the things that he wanted to do. He was an oil oil painter and a sculptor and a farmer. And he did all of these different things because that's what needed to be done. Like he wanted to he wanted to explore the sciences and he wanted to get into these different things. But he felt that there was a connection just like the Renaissance artist of old, Mm -hmm. that art and math were synonymous, that the more you studied math and geometry and physics the better you could understand art and vice versa that one was just sort of a reflection of the other and he wanted to instill that in me also but allow me to find my own path so my older sister is a systems engineer for a company that i can't say
0: of course (laughs) and we (laughs) We don't don't have have to to
1: kill me (laughs) she's literally a hidden figure and um I guess because I saw those things and it was like, okay, well, you can pursue more than one thing at the same time. You just don't sleep and have fewer friends.
0: I've only recently <laughs> started to like make sure and ensure that I get rest. Um and it's something <laughs> it is a new concept. It's I'm something that bored. I've had to explain to people that are just like overextending. And I'm just like, you know, if you're overextending but you're not allowing yourself to rest, you're wasting your overextension because you will not be at your best and oh i agree and uh, the unfortunate aspect of that is that if you're working hard without the ability to be rested all that Mm -hmm. hard work just doesn't look good you're right you know like you're
1: absolutely right i
0: i think about that a lot with like going to the gym is a good example where it's like i'm gonna do two Mm -hmm. a days and it's like well i'm 41. (laughs) you know like (laughs) maybe i don't need to do two a days because my body will fall apart i've been dealing
1: absolutely
0: i've been dealing with it right now like my joints are my like i like i'll roll an ankle and then in correcting of that the way i walk the other knee gets sore because i'm like Uh, favoring it yeah yesterday i got like a yes wednesday i got like an elbow thing and and now i'm like I, i went into boxing this morning and i tried to do and i was like oh i can't even throw a punch. Like I couldn't even, and and it was just like, maybe I need to relax. Maybe I need to just rest up a little bit. But I refuse to allow myself that.
1: An aggressive masseuse.
0: I do need that. And unfortunately, but it's so hard to get when you are a bigger guy and you need somebody to just like, I guess the best, I need you to need me pardon the the homophobe there but like yeah you need
1: someone to take their elbow yes and get in there really get in there like muscles are tightening up because they're trying to protect you and you've got to infiltrate their forces and
0: yeah it's like i need you to harm into a comic book (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it you absolutely have to do that but i do like i'll go i'll go to a masseuse and i'll be like deep tissue and then i'll be like not soft enough i was like i said deep please hurt me like i don't know (laughs) Like, (laughs) like,
1: like, we don't do that here.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I'm not angry at you, but I'm also paying like kind of a lot of money. I need you to, I need you to really right now. I need you to make it so that you think I won't be able to walk out of here when I'm done. That's my base level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I guess that's a slight masochism, but it is also like, like a good painful massage is just so good.
1: No, I, I I had a really bad slip and fall where I landed on my neck, which is awful. How, for what what are you, a cartoon? How do
0: you slip and <laughs> fall on your neck?
1: <laughs> I fell down the stairs.
0: I was like chasing a cartoon mouse. Like how do you you <laughs> fell down the stairs and you fell on yes, your f- neck?
1: Horrible landlord and I, I couldn't even sue because I guess the laws in the state were like, well, well, you knew about the leak, and I was like, Yes, and I asked him to fix it for months, but but anyway, I wait, wait where was this? This was in Georgia. In sh-
0: state. Come on, get your sh- together, <laughs> Georgia.
1: It's it's got its ups and downs. Great produce, bad. <laughs> Great produce. There's like
0: <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but there's better produce other places. Like
1: <laughs> This is this is true. I don't have to endure, you know, bodily harm for good grapes, you know. Yeah, yeah like um, you you're just
0: like, you know what I love is this romaine. And they're like you know they have that like
1: <laughs>
0: like literally everywhere like
1: <laughs> all of the places. Yeah. Um
0: although I get it but, um... like I have a I have an egg thing at my uh <laughs> at my the farmers market that I go to where like all mm-hmm. all eggs now are garbage compared to the ones I get at this one farmers market.
1: I didn't get physical therapy for that and until I had Batman neck and I couldn't really move my neck <laughs> without moving. <laughs> Where are they? Like I couldn't move my head and independently of my shoulders. It was pretty bad. So I, I got a chiropractor and that was helping, but it wasn't until I found a masseuse who was this like Polynesian woman with hams like yams. Oh, I love it. just like i was like oh bless you bless you child that's going ahead and just just crush all of these terrible muscles that that are bunched up in my shoulders yeah because they're in shock yeah (laughs)
0: like you need somebody to slap them out of it i remember (laughs) the last (laughs) massage that i went to was kind of it was kind of not great because it wasn't like I I, I asked for deep tissue but it was more like mm-hmm. Swedish but like I did look uh, above yeah. the bed was mm-hmm. a like a, a long pole that like um going oh, for someone over it stand. for someone to stand oh, on it Ew. and I was kind of like, well what do I have to pay for to get that thing because yeah. like they didn't use it and I'm like well if this thing isn't what you're using like when do you use that because right. deep tissue seems like the the ultimate one. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, I wanted I wanted you up there and I wanted you to, like, drop on me like Randy Macho Man Savage and, and just <laughs> off the top rope. I just, I need a just,
1: Bane Batman back break right now. Like, that's, that's what I need.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That I do like. Oh, that feels like, like, I look at that. I'm like, oh, it would be nice. It would be nice to have Bane come up on me. It's so funny you brought that up. That's, um, the subject <laughs> of uh, one of my shows, Eff, uh, effing nerds, really? that I'm doing with Stephen Nielsen, is we did, um, we're doing Nightfall, a two-parter about Nightfall, oh. and the first one had we did we talked with Chuck Dixon, and then the second one we talked with Graham Nolan, uh, and I was and I was like, oh okay, <laughs> uh, awesome. yeah, that show should be dropping soon, if if not already, but, but yeah, it's a good one, um, but yeah, so that I do mi- I do miss like a good massage, and it is. It is something that like, it's such a skill to have it is. that somebody that knows how to like feel where you're can con- like, just be like, okay, you need me to dig my thumb right here. And they do it. And you're like, oh, you figured it out. Like you, you're not, do, does that when you're drawing, I know I'm going to be jumping around, but when you're, when you're, okay. when you're doing arts, um, <laughs> do you like kind of lock up a little bit? Do you have to get that taken care of?
1: I do. Yeah. Actually I, I see a chiropractor every two weeks.
0: Uh are you a lefty or a righty?
1: Righty. Okay.
0: And mm-hmm. and does he primarily work on like loosening up and evening out your 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 body sort of symmetry there?
1: Oh yeah. My um my neck'll tighten up and then it'll make my hips rotate to one side and then it'll make one foot <laughs> shorter than the other. Yeah. Well that, so he's got a, you know.
0: We we always favor a leg when we stand and that is the worst because we sort of italyze. you hip out and everything like that. That would be so funny <laughs> if we're just talking about chiropractic work this whole time. <laughs> I had right? I had this one doctor after I was in a, a bad car wreck where I didn't feel bad until the next morning. Like Ooh. I got out of the car and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe it. I'm invincible." And then oh, the yeah. next morning I woke up and like my muscles had seized. They were just in shock the first time, you know. And this woman, she came up and she she did the thing where she like checks the spine alignment. She was like, okay, hold on. And then she like just puts like my one leg over and she puts her body on my hip and just like does like a like a thrust down. And yep. she like released ghosts out of my body. <laughs> it was like and I was just like, oh.
1: Manual adjustments.
0: I, I, I couldn't. And I, you know, I crack my neck all the time. And she saw me do it yeah. one time. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm an idiot. And she's like, you sure are. You sure <laughs> are. Um. So uh, you're like, one of the things that you're known for is that you actually won a, um, you won a Top Cow contest back in like 2008 yeah. with uh, Mark Bernardin
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, Adam Freeman, right? Yes. Is that, is that the yoga-y? adam freeman
1: if adam freeman did yoga that's news to me See, okay so it's
0: probably not the same one i have a friend adam freeman that works in the comics industry and he's like a bald oh, white guy with uh that does a lot of yoga stuff so you did this book genius
1: yes uh what was that genius? was my that was my first cover to cover comic i think prior to that i'd been doing all covers and pinups and things like that and that was the first oh my god what
0: am I doing sequential art is so different (laughs) than pinup art it's really Uh, funny when
1: people
0: still read it you know it's funny when you hear the 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 people like when you when people like what are you guys looking for and like every editor is like stop showing me a portfolio of pinups we don't need pinups we need sequentials we we need need to know you can tell a story with your art um and that is such a different it's such a different so how did that feel when you finally were going there because when you look at that like mark Bernardin, he's doing great Mm -hmm. uh you know since in 2008 you both have have really skyrocketed and adam i'm sure um depending on which adam you are good for you i bet you're doing great (laughs) i treasure and adore you um Um, what was that like there
1: are oh you know what i think i know what you're talking i think i know who you're talking about at Atom, and then there's Adam. So th- this is this is the one. The I'm going
0: to do a spoiler alert. Atom yes. is just mm-hmm. Adam, anyway. I, I know, <laughs> but yes, I that know. is the that is the guy. That is, that's the okay,
1: different one. So I know that one, but that's not the one who worked on this.
0: That's okay, see that small world.
1: But yes, it is a small world. I know Adam. I'm I'm glad he's doing it. This was my first cover-to-cover comic. I was still working at a jingle house. Actually, I think I was just fired. Fired? I was was at a jingle house and they were paying me so, so, so little. And I was doing freelance covers during my lunch breaks since I was kind of doing everything there and they weren't paying me as a session vocalist. Oh. And um, I was like, I, I I have to become a West Indian and have tree jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was doing comics. I was working at a jingle house and I was doing all these other things. And I went on a vacation to San Diego Comic Con, which was my first vacation ever. Ooh, when was this?
0: 2006, maybe
1: 2004. My,
0: my first one was 2007. Really? Yeah. I got brought in as a consultant for a com- for a cool. production company. Hey, get
1: in where you fit in.
0: They they were they How were you
1: get in those crazy doors. Uh,
0: shout out to Selma Hayek for funding my trip out to awesome. San Diego. I mean I never met her obviously but uh but uh for for believing that I could find them good comic properties that they could find to, a way to adapt. And then it turns out they were not interested. Oh
1: well hey but you hey know, that was they it believed in you. That was right before Did the big know- boom too. Mm-hmm mm-hmm So I went there, and it might might have been even earlier, maybe even 2004. And I walked up to Mark Sylvester, um, founder, one of the yeah. founders of Image Comics. All, all six I foot
0: twelve of him.
1: My gosh, he is the only person who was cool enough to wear his shades at all times indoors
0: and In leather pants.
1: You know what No sweating, not a drop of sweat on that man's brow. And I was like, oh, you're a tall man. Well, that was my internal voice. But I just said, wow, I love and appreciate your work. Um, May I buy something? And would you be willing to sign it? And so I bought one of his books. He signed it. And I just handed him a little postcard with some of my work on it and my awful website. And he actually recognized one of my pieces. And I was like, Really? (laughs) What was the
0: piece? Do you remember?
1: Um, it was a cover for a book called Half Dead, which was an accidental Marvel cover. It was when Marvel was doing all of these zombies. Mm-hmm. Everyone was a zombie. Hulk was a zombie. Zombie, 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 zombie. And there was a book that had gotten picked up um from the Dable Brothers to Marvel called Half Dead about a ballerina that's kind of like Blade. Everybody turns into zombies. Blade
0: Arena. Yeah. Got it.
1: So, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so i'd done the cover to that and he recognized it and so six months later i got asked to do my first cover to cover comic with mark and adam on it i was on the short list but everybody else who was awesome was busy so they asked me
0: you're like i'm too busy getting fired so i'm fine
1: you know i mean but it's not bad to be on a list with like Kari Randolph and Brian Stelfreeze. I was just glad to be in the room.
0: Yeah, right? Oh man, I think mm-hmm. uh, was it was at Top Cow, I think a friend of the show, Mike Choi, worked with them as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: heck yeah. So they were doing something called a uh, pilot season, which uh, six one shots um, compete for the reader's choice to become uh, an ongoing, or at least a short mini series. And mine won, especially with a big bump from Warren Ellis, who is <laughs> my friend. He, he read it and it's he not was a, like, this is amazing.
0: Not a bad bump to get, especially at that yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, after that, it, it kind of made more sense to do comics than be a singer. Because um, I, I felt like what I wanted to do at the time, which was make an album where a cartoon sang for me instead of me having to lose 50 pounds <laughs> and you wanted to do a gorilla elastic bands I did but yeah. they were like that would never work I mean I I spoke to a lot of different people like I was I was literally in the room when John Legends album artwork had been approved at Sony I was in the room when Rihanna was recording her first album. I, you know, Jesus. I, I was all of these different places, but I just felt like what they wanted to me to be because I kind of sounded like the cross between a watered-down Brandy and Lauren Hill.
0: That's, I mean...
1: I just watered down. Like, I'm the, nowhere the, near... That's not... But sometimes that synthesis
0: brilliant. is important. I, I do want to say, though, like, the doubt... Because it's funny because, you know, this was probably, what, the mid-2000s?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but like you know uh you you have a, a look that is very marketable and it and i i really i get why these record labels didn't want to do that because they would be like save the cartoon for an ugly person um <laughs> <Thank> not say <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Damien Album. Uh, but, the, uh, but you know, like I, I understand why they rejected that. But also that is not a that's not a bad idea at all. And clearly it had already achieved mainstream success. I mean, how many best selling albums had the Gorillas had by then? At least two.
1: I think I had been trying to do this since 2002.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. 9-11 really since. affected you, huh?
1: yeah 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 i was heading to the towers that day and just missed it
0: wait i'm sorry what
1: (laughs) yeah it's a very strange story um
0: oh so we're just gonna accident i'm gonna accident my way into a you almost got (laughs) 9-11 jesus christ
1: (laughs) boy living in new york and uh i was um the only ID that I had was my Coast Guard military ID because I lived on Governor's Island, which was a military base that at the time was active, but had just been, you know, they were slowly moving people off of the island then. Yeah. And it's an island that's in New York in between Brooklyn and Manhattan. If, you're, if you've are if you ever been to the Staten Island Ferry, you'll, you'll see Governor's Island. Um, and I was headed there, I was living in Queens, and I would have had to have taken the N train to the E train, which the last stop was World Trade Center. And it was right underneath the World Trade Center. And unfortunately, the people who were there at the time at that stop and all of the trains that were behind them were completely buried underneath. But I was living with a bunch of roommates, and one of them had a cat which really loved shoelaces. strangely enough all of my sensible shoes were not in the closet they had been whisked away by this black cat that decided i wasn't going to have shoes that day other than the lone pair of pumps that i had and i was like i'm not wearing pumps like across manhattan when i've got to like get on a ferry and you know, it's going to be slippery and yeah. I, I need to run. I, like I need my sneakers. I need my boots. I have no idea where they are. Is someone playing a trick on me? And so I call my roommates and I was like, are you guys messing with me? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I can't find any of my shoes. I need to get my ID. I need this job. And they um, said, well, I don't think you're really going anywhere because I think New York's just been attacked. And I'm like, well, what, what are you talking about? And I had just actually been—I had—I had just lost a job at the World Trade Center. I was a uh, a waitress when I was off tour. I was a waitress, and I had—I had a job at Windows on the World during the morning shift. Um, Jesus so Christ! So my coworkers, you know, who were there from 8 a.m. to set up everything to noon for the lunch, all of all of them passed away, unfortunately. Oh wow! But, yeah, yeah, so it was insane that I lost that job, what, April of 2001?
0: Jeez, so you, yeah, that's <laughs> and, five months away, yeah.
1: And then I'm supposed to be heading to the towers, and a cat steals my shoes?
0: That doesn't seem real. That seems like does <laughs> <I know>. wrong. <laughs> I could just-
1: make any sense i mean it does help that i only had three pairs of shoes and two of them were sneakers so
0: that's fair but jesus christ that is just (laughs) boy i stumbled onto that like i was falling down some stairs and landing on my neck jesus christ (laughs) uh i don't know uh so i'm gonna we're gonna take a moment uh now that we've had now that we've gotten through the comedy of uh (laughs) of narrowly avoiding <laughs> 9-11
1: dying and
0: yeah familiars. by having a black cat save you like you're a witch I um mean, not mad I'm about i'm not even
1: gonna tell you about the dream that i had we'll, we'll skip that <laughs>
0: uh so uh i'm going to uh, i don't know if you know this but if you are listening to this show for free thank you so much i appreciate you listening for free if you're listening on the patreon i appreciate you way more uh, sorry, uh, those people are giving me money, uh, and they get to listen to this on my birthday. So that, how great is that? Um, but that being said, yes. I know, um, if you go to patreon.com slash Jeff may and find out sign up, excuse me, not find out around and find out, uh, on my Patreon, if you sign up for the, uh, p- the producer tier, uh, you can pay me, uh, just a small amount of money. And I will say literally anything you want. I am, uh, I am j- shameless. I will do anything for an additional five dollars a month from you. Uh so oh my so uh Afua, yeah, literally anything. Uh but um so uh, we're gonna do I'm gonna read off some names, Afua, and we can talk hey. about them sometimes. Hey. Uh and we're gonna start out with a big shout out to Norm from Cheers. Shout out to I know the real one. What? Yeah, yeah. George went. No, I don't think it is. No, it's not. Oh. Wouldn't that be nice, though? If Nor- no if George way. went, also went, told people like, hey, by the way, I go by Norm from Cheers from now on. Uh, shout out to Burrito Mouth, Dan Hackroyd. Since it's October, that means it's Halloween. And if it's Halloween, then it's basically Thanksgiving. So if it's Thanksgiving, then it's essentially Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Are you a, uh, you a holiday person?
1: actually what's I your like decorating what's your
0: preference what's your preferred holiday
1: thanksgiving actually
0: thanksgiving that yeah, is a curveball I, like
1: I like to cook
0: i i always feel like thanksgiving is halftime thanksgiving <laughs> is the is the holiday halftime um right? so uh i'm a christmas guy i'm so Christmassy. Yeah? i have big time
1: yeah i have
0: i have i decorate full full i full decorate fully decorate yeah and i have a a,
1: small collection of
0: nutcrackers i this is gonna (laughs) sound this is gonna sound (laughs) vaguely uncomfortable and potentially if it doesn't come out right a little racist but i have i have a not so small collection of black santas um all of (laughs) all of my santas are black uh, and the reason for that is because, and and people, I I have this argument with people all the time when they're like Santa's not black. I'm like Santa's not anything. anything. <laughs> so why not make him black? Like why not? Why not have a good, good black guy breaking into your house to leave things? That's a way better character to exist. Um. But I, I do, I have a, a lot of Black Santas and it makes oh, some people... I have
1: a Mexicano Santa. Really? Yeah, that's... he's got a sombrero.
0: I mean, that's that's also vaguely racist, I think. And a poncho.
1: A poncho, it is a so
0: poncho and a sombrero. You're I'm like, saying. and he's asleep. He's And he's <laughs> napping, having a little siesta. And there's a 12 pack of Taco Bell next to him. It's the most that's racist that. thing I've ever bought.
1: Super racist. <laughs> that is, that's is, what you find in thrift stores in the South.
0: You you know uh, you know who carries a good amount of Black Santa. Cracker Barrel. Mm. Cracker Barrel goes for it, man. They 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 are all about it.
1: It's all year long for them.
0: It sure is. I I think you know? Cracker Barrel is is maligned. It's unfairly maligned as like a gross white people restaurant. And it's not; it's just southern. And people hear the word "cracker" and they're like, "It's white people," but it's not. (laughs) And they're like, uh, they're like a surprisingly progressive restaurant, but they just happen to be from the south. And so people are like,
1: "Hicks only Hicks." They get
0: Um, hit,
1: you know, with the sads pretty often. Yeah, but Cracker Barrel is all right. I love Cracker Barrel,
0: man. People know
1: good grits.
0: People people know about Cracker Barrel. They're they're Mm -hmm. hash brown casserole put it in my, my man. put it in my veins. Uh shout out to I <laughs> Jeff May. Believe that there is no better streaming service than Tubi to watch Armand Sante movies. That's probably correct. I don't know. Who? Armand Sante? Famed actor. He was the he was the bad guy in the Judge Dredd Stallone movie. He's in a oh, bunch of stuff. Yeah. But uh, uh I I love Armando Sante. I don't know why. I follow him on Facebook and I always comment on his stuff. I'm always like, you look great, Armand Sante." It's just fun. We have fun with him.
1: That is fun. Hooray. Um, Give me.
0: Shout out to Jocular Haggard Cantankerous Fool. That's a JHCF reference because Jeff has mm-hmm. cool friends. Shout out to Spin, Zex Merquise, the Itty Bitty Millie Committee. Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. Man, I've been double. Have you been boosted again?
1: I have not. You. I actually have to get tested everywhere. I go because I can't actually take the vaccine. Oh no. It's Are you allergic? Yeah. Yeah. I am. To what? I can't even take penicillin. I like I start my skin starts peeling off really? like um Is I mean, it is terrible.
0: it an ingredient that you're allergic to or is it just the concept you know, I, of medicine?
1: I don't, don't, <laughs> don't Cuz that's going to be
0: a big problem for you.
1: You know that they haven't quite narrowed it down yet. I'm I'm still going through the test to figure out what it is, but oh, like it's it's kind of terrible. I've actually been like that my whole life. When I got just regular old chicken pox, I had it for like three years. Jesus Christ! I just kept getting it over and over again. I'm like, oh no, you're one of those people. Don't don't do any of that stuff. Did, dude. You're fine.
0: Did you get? Did you have you caught COVID?
1: I did. Yeah. Um, it lasted it? about four days. Yeah. And um. It was terrible. Yeah. But I, I work from home, so I self-quarantined, and I haven't gotten sick since then.
0: Good, yeah. I got it once, and I was like, this fucking sucks.
1: It's awful. Yeah. Did you ever get your sense of smell back?
0: I did. Yeah, no. I mean, I haven't had a great Some sense of smell don't. anyway because my, my nose is broken, but... Um,
1: oh. Stop well, hitting it.
0: That I was what I wanted to say to the guy who did that. Oh. <laughs> but we were in the <laughs> ring, and he wouldn't listen. Oh. It was... Uh, Shout out to the Golden um. Gloves for breaking my nose. Um, also shout out to the guy who played JJ in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Shout out to Lisa Harden, Jessica Robertson, Cilius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, The Great Radvertising Scam, A Jeff May Joint. It's coming. Radvertising is coming, everyone. That's a show that I was telling you about when we were on the phone. Oh,
1: yeah. Rad.
0: Uh, uh, advertising. Uh, shout out to Aaron Meyer. Uh El Seldo would like to thank you, Jeff, for introducing us to your cool friends. You're welcome. Yay. Oh,
1: that's so kind.
0: Uh, in Soviet Russia, we have cool Jeffs. Uh, shout, out oh, to, <laughs> uh,
1: shout out to. Oh, uh, she
0: got a show. Shout out to. It was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station pop tarts, keeping you sluggish just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. Um, <laughs> Do you have a road trip food?
1: Excuse me. What's
0: your road trip food? Like your road trip junk food?
1: Stop mm. at a gas
0: station, and you're like, "I'm hungry. I gotta grab something." What do you get? Yeah, that's too much information. Okay. Yeah, you weren't I ready guess for that. Almonds. Almonds.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. There are these like honey roasted almonds. They're st- okay. smoky. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's boring. But just yeah, all right, almonds. good for you.
1: It is. I know. I know. I, I just here I, I am, am cramming. Gluten.
0: Cramming Pop Tarts in my face like a monster. And you're like, you know, almonds are really what I want. Not me. I'm getting diabetes on the road. And p- pizzeria pretzel combos. Those are, I like those two. Exactly. Shout out to Cronenburger Meister Meisterburger. Three Jacob Tremblis in a trench coat sneaking into an R rated movie. Parker Aylesworth is not that tall. He's got fake legs. Shout out to Christy Salinas. Kale's only true purpose is as the garnish at a 1996 Pizza Hut buffet. Do you did you have like a trash pizza that you like? Like a mm-hmm. real bottom of the barrel fast food style pizza.
1: Ooh. Nope. I no. Make my own.
0: You make your own? North
1: pizza snob. God. I know. I used to go to this pizzeria in the Bronx that gave you like literally a foot-sized slice of pizza for $2. And i've been spoiled ever since and so now i just make my own Yeah,
0: you, know, you just make your own giant slices of pizza when exactly. you make the pizza do you make it in slice form so you just be like well mm. i'm just getting it all there you just make i just
1: I'll, I'll make it in a square what are your toppings uh bell peppers mushrooms italian sausage pepperoni
0: wow you were in new york huh
1: yes sir. although
0: that those are chicago <laughs> toppings that's it's like a true. Chicago I mean, Supreme. I mean, I'm in Illinois yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm now in I'm black a, olives. I gotta have some black olives.
0: I like uh, pepperoni, ricotta, and green onions.
1: Green onions.
0: Green onions. A nice <laughs> little scallion on
1: there. Okay.
0: okay. Um Shout out to the at the pajamari on Instagram for pictures of my feet. It's of strength. Shout oh. out to verbose minimalist, world's humblest man. Adam Warlock, he wants your soul. Shout out to Ass of Bass. <laughs> oh, is this always funny? Shout out, to- Shout out to the local man at Gavin underscore not, not with two T's. Jen, be earnest. Enjoy what you love. I love that when I get, and I've mentioned this before on the show, I get all these like dirt bag names. And then sometimes Yay. someone just shows up and just be like, just be nice to each other. And I'm like, oh, bless your heart. Um, (laughs) uh, shout out to Nicholas simply having a wonderful man bun time. Fabian, that is a good reference to the Teresa Corotolo episode where she loves, uh, all things McCartney and man buns, (laughs) uh, to which I said, oh, I'm the opposite person of that. (laughs) Shout out to Gotham city's OSHA shout out to Jeff may convince me to quit Twitter and you should quit too, because it's awful. Uh, I don't care for pie. Oh God, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest. What? That's what they told me to say. You know? Oh. Okay. I actually love pie. Do you have a favorite pie?
1: I ooh, key lime.
0: Key lime, yeah. Yes. Key lime. I like. I like a fruit pie. I used to be a chocolate pie kind of guy, mm-hmm. and now I'm a fruit mm-hmm. pie kind of guy. I love. That um. One too. Um. Did I do this twice? In Soviet Russia, we have cool jeffs. No one seems like that was honorary. <laughs> Did I read that twice? Good for me.
1: Uh, there's another in Soviet Russia. <laughs> you get the Aldo Vargas rookie card,
0: everybody. Uh, shout out to Bauhaus. Bauhaus? Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Um, shout out to Koi Fom, Art and Mentoring. Do you know Koi Fom?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, a friend That's of the awesome.
0: show. Not only is he a friend of the show and a guest, he is also a producer and and now uh, he is
1: an incredible artist he's so good I he do is meaning to ask him what he prints his incredible prints on that paper is fabulous
0: all right coy well answer her uh <laughs> i'm assuming he listens to the show I'll so we'll get we'll get this show do yeah i mean you're probably going to be because you're going to baltimore right
1: i am yeah he Please. that
0: sounds like something he'd be at right he'll Mm -hmm, be there mm -hmm. um shout out to by his do i i I have uh i have several pieces of originals from him no i have i have a sketch i have a uh 11 by 17 commission and i have um another one that i got through hero
1: um when i
0: saw he was doing one of those events during the pandemic i was like sign me up for that yeah, like the hero initiative there. Shout out to yes. Nolan Void, Ricky cilantro, big booty boy for 2069 Maine, more than Stephen King. I know that I've been there before. <laughs> I went to college there. Really? I went to the university of Maine at Farmington. It's not where I got my degree, but it is where I spent the majority of my time.
1: I've never been to Maine. It's not bad. What?
0: you know. It's not bad for me. A large white man. Uh, would not suggest people that do not look exactly like me going to Maine. It's the south of the north. Oh.
1: Oh.
0: Um, I mean, that's not fair. That's totally not fair. And I shouldn't have said it like that. It's great. And it's <laughs> wonderful. And the people of Maine are fantastic. And there's never any racists in Maine. It's a weirdly religious, like. <laughs>
1: They're racist everywhere. It's like grass. Yeah. It's it's one <laughs> it's of those,
0: fine. like, I the religious pockets in Maine. It definitely mm-hmm. has, like, cult energy sometimes oh, sure. um the I further guess,
1: anytime you're the other you know someone's yeah. gonna point fingers and call the police on you uh
0: jumping rope still a sport jeff not liking it still a fact that's not true i did it today big uh bouncing big bag b- bodacious big bad bouncing bollock bonanza <laughs> big oh i like that um shout out to jennifer <laughs> fendelander at av foundry patrick dore or Dore. Sorry, dude. I keep that up, but that does mean I get to focus more on your name. And that's exciting for you, right? Uh, nice. Shout out to Bart Fartigan. Rones, the best cat. R.I.P. to the best cat. Shout oh. out. Uh, he was a good cat. Uh, oh. Shout out to Huey. Nerd numbers. Shout out to Rudy. Daft Punk has an anime. Roweda. Did you know that? What? Daft Punk uh. has an anime. Oh, I know. What is it called? Uh. I guess we should Google Daft Punk anime and find that out. out. Um, Jeff hates competitive fun. It's one of those (laughs) JHCFs. Well, because I do a show called You Don't Even Like Sports. Sports (laughs) podcast for people that hate sports. (laughs) And so people like to make jokes that I do not like sports. And they also like to make JHCF acronyms. So, How many podcasts do you have? Too many. Some would say too many for b- between regular shows and monthly shows it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's see for regular shows it's this mm-hmm. i do unpopular opinion you don't even like sports and tom and jeff watch batman for monthly shows i do Ug fine i'm doing effing nerds i'm doing nerd so that's eight eight Good is normal. that eight seven eight i don't know that's a lot some would say too, too many not me though because i like to eat so, I'm going right. to keep doing it. Um, oh, Shout out oh. to Goji. Shout out to Gregorio. Odessa Molotov says, topple the patriarchy. Get pegged today. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, they yeah, yeah. They go for it sometimes. Oh, uh, uh, shout out to Gerard Ruane. Shout out to Farty Marty's Nerdy Party. Shout out to Eat and Die Grand Canyon. That's a oh. reference to the fact that I do not give a shit about the Grand Canyon. Um, really why would i you know what it looks like a picture of the grand canyon i've seen those i don't, <laughs> I don't need to go okay if you put me at the grand canyon and be like that is the grand canyon i'd be like yeah i saw the so i saw the postcards i don't I'd have to
1: be at the bottom of the grand canyon honestly
0: oh don't monkey's paw that shit or else you're gonna fall <laughs> off the ledge of the grand canyon
1: <laughs> no wa- walking preferably you want to w- you want to
0: walk down to the grand canyon
1: no yeah, i'm just I don't, someone can i parasail down that motherfucker?
0: that doesn't seem ha- healthy either
1: my way to the middle of you the want to base canyon?
0: jump the grand canyon yeah that'll be fun <laughs> take
1: a photo and then airlift out of there
0: like i'll just get someone with photoshop to put me at the grand canyon and be like see there was me at the grand canyon i nailed that mm-hmm. shit. um like
1: hiking and walking and like I doing like something besides sitting at my desk. Okay.
0: I don't hate that, but I feel like certain places are a little too built up for what they are.
1: True. true. Like,
0: I like the serenity of the woods, but I'm mm-hmm. not like, you know what woods you have to go to. Like I've been to the red woods and I was like, yeah, these are the woods. This is what the woods yeah. are. Uh, yeah, that's you know. true. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Gray man of the nightmare potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Shout out to Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. Somebody called me out for not using a deep blue sea meme when Angela Lansbury just died.
1: Oh, They were
0: like, where's the meme? Do the meme. Uh, Shout out to Tyler. I'm not a
1: performing monkey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dance. I mean, I am. I literally am. I literally dance for five bucks at a time. It's It's a whole ass thing.
1: It's vocal dancing, in a way, yeah,
0: yeah. Sure. It's tiring, but in a way that my dad doesn't respect me for it.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has he? Do, does your dad still give you the when are you going to get a real job? My dad so doesn't, doesn't
0: say anything to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken really to my dad in since like 2016. My dad got oh, wow. he got kind of abducted by Fox News. Oh, Although I don't understood. think I don't think it was a difficult yeah. abduction. To be fair, I <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, uh, a lot of, I wouldn't call it Stockholm syndrome is what I'm saying. I think he's not disagreeing Actually. with a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, so shout out to, uh, Tyler Wilgis asking seven, uh, in the time since he changed his name on this document, Jezbut had a kid, got a new job and got COVID Jezbut you have oh. not changed that name in a while. So, Hey buddy, I hope you still don't have COVID or that it did not kill you. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: congratulations and i'm sorry yeah I'm to take some
0: you're congratulating him for covid
1: <laughs> no no didn't he get a new job children's
0: yeah that was the mm. that was the joke but that's fine we'll I just roll was, right through it i don't
1: think we'll just it's fine. <laughs> shout out to
0: kimball the casual frankenstein
1: oh, uh what does he just have stitches but no green skin i think no suit headed because his mom just rests books on his head
0: well frankenstein wears like a suit right
1: Sure.
0: So, like, maybe he's just wearing, like, a T-shirt. Oh. It's an optimal Frankenstein. Remember when they had the sexy Frankenstein movie where he wore, like, a hoodie? (laughs) What was it? It was I Frankenstein. That was a hard one for me to remember. With the...
1: terrible. I try to make myself forget, I think.
0: I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to the Target Loss Prevention Officer currently hunting Jeff. I shoplift M&Ms whenever I go with the Target. It's the only way for me to feel alive.
1: Oh. Shout out to they Steven. I will send you m ms
0: No, no, I don't want free <laughs> m ms from you. I want to take m ms from Target. It's my victory. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm having trouble mm. reading this name because I'm illiterate. Mm. Cody Beck, Mike Gouts. Shout out to Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X, girl with a U. Also, she works at Austin. Books and games. If you're ever in Austin, check out that store. It is great. Um, shout out to Aeschylus and his tortoise. It's a good reference to the game show I was on. Congratulations for me not knowing that one. They will not (laughs) let me forget that I did not know an answer. Oh. I still won. Never
1: forget.
0: Like, yeah, I had to lie my way through it, but at least I got close. Um, shout out to Dr. DNA. Shout out to Hooray for Pontius Pilot. Uh, oh. This show brought to you by the scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little sh-t. so stop asking. Shout out to Mackenzie Sisyphus may be happy, but he's into CrossFit, so f- chill. Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. I have a feeling that he's going to come and see you at Baltimore because oh, I know he's yay. out there. He listens to the show. He's an art guy. Bob definitely hit up a fool up uh sergeant pepper's hot dog flavored water and finally lemming oh. lemming i know it's i feel gross <laughs> oh, I, just saying that, no,
1: that just that just put like a weird feeling in my stomach like i know exactly what that tastes like for some reason yeah it's not Why good do i know this not no. good
0: not not good at hot all hot dog water uh and uh and uh and of uh we have uh, our last one here if i did not say it but shout out to lemming malloy if you guys want to be a part of this you can head over to patreon.com slash jeff may sign up for that producer tier and i will say your name shamelessly um because say we get name, there uh bugaboo love bugaboo <laughs> bootylicious oh, obviously Bootylicious is one of my favorite songs. Um, That's awesome. But I really have
1: to karaoke that. (laughs) I I don't shake.
0: I will shake my ass. I will be My body to bootylicious for you, babe. Yeah, that's right. I took the Beyonce line.
1: What is your karaoke song?
0: Christmas shoes.
1: Excuse me.
0: Christmas shoes. Christmas Christmas shoes is a song that ruins karaoke for everyone else. Uh, and I think it's hilarious to do that song. Uh, if you're not familiar with the song, here's a brief synopsis of Christmas shoes. Uh, a man is at like Macy's mm-hmm. waiting in line. And there's this little kid holding a pair of shoes, can't afford the shoes, but needs to buy the shoes cause mm-hmm. his mother is dying and is going <laughs> to meet Jesus tonight. Yeah. Um, It is the most heavy-handed and ridiculous song I could possibly, but it has a beat that you can try to get a a crowd to clap along to.
1: Um, So I pooping in the punch bowl. I
0: really try to like get the crowd to like sing along about how there's not much time for this kid's mother, and uh, the best (laughs) is to do it as far away from Christmas as possible, preferably April through July. Because people are like, this is, "Is this guy singing Christmas shoes? the dead kids? The kid's dead mom?" Uh, it's just really funny to me to do that. It's the yeah. crowd killer. How about you? what's your What's your go to karaoke song?
1: Wow. Okay, so I've got um, Lauren Hill's "Killing Me Softly."
0: The Fuji's killing me softly.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not fair
0: to just give it to Lauren Hill.
1: Well, I ha- oh, it's true. It's true. I have to. I have to. I have to tell the karaoke that it's Lauren yeah. Hill slash the Fuji Fuse- slash the Fuji's, depending on how their book is alphabetized.
0: Yeah, you, um, you need a pros and a Clef to do that. God, the score is true. such a good album. That it was I, incredible. I I consumed the out of that album when I was a kid. <laughs> I think I was in like ninth grade when that you know, album came out, and I was just like, "I'm never going to stop listening to this," and I was right. So, killing so them, so- killing me softly. What killing else?
1: Softly, Fall out Boy, "Sugar, We're Going Down."
0: That's a good one. Those are and basically the same song.
1: Soundgarden's "Black Hole Sun."
0: Jesus Christ, you are everywhere.
1: I I know. It's-
0: you know what's funny? I love Chris Cornell, and I love Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. I hate Black Hole Sun as a song. (laughs) I do. I don't like it. I think the video did most of the heavy lifting for that song.
1: Hmm.
0: Where when you saw it and you were just like, okay, that's, that's, we're doing this because of the video, right? Because that was a freaky ass video.
1: It was very strange. It was very strange. That
0: was in the era when I was like VHS recording music videos.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I was absolutely doing that.
1: (gasps) Speaking of singing. What? I want to sing you happy birthday.
0: You do? Okay. I do. You're, I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, being sung to is interesting because you just kind of.
1: Like, I'm just going to sit here now awkwardly. like <laughs> Yeah, but you're welcome to do it. Wait for my name to be said.
0: <laughs> you you can if you want. I'm not going to stop you can, from it.
1: Okay. I mean, I can I can wait until the end. You
0: can, okay. So the last oh, thing, like, I, I mean, we, obviously, we you know, we talk a lot about the work that you're doing and you've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of these really great covers that you've been doing as well you, you've done um, a lot of these really fun variant covers that really highlight your style you did a really cool one for X-Men 92 um, you just recently showed uh, a Warpath piece yes and a Danny Moonstar right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel is doing their uh, voices initiative where they're highlighting their different characters uh, some of which may have been forgotten uh, Warpath uh, Mirage, aka Danny Moonstar, as part of their Indigenous Voices mm-hmm. initiative, and they asked either Native American or, in my case, part Native American artist to participate in uh, revamping those characters.
0: And that, yeah, you are you are part Native, yeah, Indigenous. I am Choctaw. <laughs> ooh, I'm like I'm pretending like ooh, Choctaw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they they were the largest owners of land in the Mississippi. I want to say from like in some of America's earliest beginnings to maybe like the late 1700s? There. 16, 1700s, yeah. yeah. So they were pretty much in Mississippi and parts of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that's just on my father's side and on the other side, they were Cherokee. But Cherokee is such a broad nation yeah. It's like saying California or New York. It, it doesn't a- actually s- specify like who you are or what Fair. nation you're a part of because the name Cherokee just means the people who speak many languages.
0: Yeah. Isn't it something like I remember hearing like the Seminole tribe was a, a con- uh, like a confluence of several other tribes that banded together Absolutely. to sort of. Yeah.
1: It's maybe 20. of Yeah. Think. Creek as well. Creek yeah. had, you know, they were just a part of hundreds of hundreds of different smaller groups. Yeah. That, this- um, were named people I mean a lot of the names were taken from either amalgamations of other things like the Sioux is a French bastardization of the word nada issue which is little snakes which is what their enemies call them because they revered the snake so it's or the Lenape were renamed the Delaware
0: that makes Uh sense yeah I one of the things I found out recently about the Seminole tribe that just popped Mm -hmm. in my uh that, that just came across they own the hard rock Really? Like the brand Hard Rock? Oh, isn't that
1: interesting? Isn't that cool? cool? Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: I was like, good for you guys.
1: Awesome. Is there yeah. a soft rock? I
0: mean, uh, that would w- awesome. what would the- who'd want to go to that?
1: I mean,
0: you'd be listening to on. Christopher Cross while you're trying to.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the hard rock, the soft rock, and the yacht rock.
1: Oh God, spare me.
0: Um, so you uh. <laughs> So, but you, you, you've been doing that. You, you post a lot of your art online. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very, very, it's very, I love it. I love that you, you've brought a unique style that is like one of the things, and I had mentioned this earlier in the podcast, so I'm circling back to it was Mm -hmm. what we used to see. And, and, you know, when I was the heaviest into comics was really that sort of early nineties speculation boom, where it was like, you had an artist that would do really well. People like a Silvestri. Mm -hmm. Jim, the image founders, Silvestri, Jim Lee, yeah. whatever. And then you had people that were like, well, I want to just, I want to do that. I'm going to copy that, essentially. Yeah. People found their own unique styles, but it was, there was a lot of mimics. Um,
1: Absolutely. Especially since the avenues were a lot smaller. Yes. Than-
0: and the money was a lot higher. You could, yeah, you could make a lot of money aping Jim Lee. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. now we're seeing a lot more diversified styles.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it has a lot to do with sales and what people are willing to put their money on. Yeah. You know, like when, when people are like, Oh, well I want something more like this now because comics are so mainstream. There is, there's room to invest in different styles and in different kinds of different kinds of stories too. It doesn't have to all just be superhero. It doesn't have to be, you know, so singularly,
0: so one of the things and it's one of these things that like i don't know if you were hoping that i wouldn't bring this up but i'm gonna bring it up it's okay uh (laughs) because it's something that became this viral issue where you had posted some con sketches some quick con sketches Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. somebody that would be considered i guess you'd say old guard but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really because they've been at it for a while but if you're really if you started drawing in the 90s, I don't consider you to be an old gatekeeper of this community there. I don't believe in no, gatekeeping, there are
1: but so many people who have been doing it way before. Yes,
0: that that, that would never speak out like that either that because they yeah. understand how things change. So you posted a con sketch and and an artist that I, I will not name because I, I don't feel like dignifying the action with that or targeting an artist towards somebody that may not have been properly didn't seem like it was well put together, but that's fine. Basically, you posted this and somebody came in onto your page, your Facebook page, and just started spewing out like, no, dues weren't paid and and basically accused <laughs> you of of getting work because you're hot. <laughs> like, if I can summarize uh, yes. that you're too hot to be good at art.
1: <laughs> and it was it was an interesting thing. Um, I'd, I'd known this artist not personally we'd never met Um, I'd only had conversations with him online and uh, I know a lot of his colleagues and literally just two weeks before we were having a great conversation um he did seem a little a little weird but artists are weird I'm like what?
0: yeah Yeah, a weird artist get the hell out of here
1: (laughs) yeah you know that's that's par for the course and um he even um, when my birthday passed this year, this past April, he, uh, drew a picture of me, you know, just say happy birthday. I was like, Oh, that's so extra. I wasn't expecting. This I song. didn't
0: know that part <laughs> of the story. And that's actually making some things make a lot more sense to be a hundred percent honest.
1: <laughs> and so maybe my costume at dragon con was just a little too pretty, <laughs> or maybe my convention sketch was just that bad. Cause I just, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, But he posts, "Um, no, don't come into my industry without paying dues or being vetted. That's what it was. Don't come into my industry without being vetted. Even at the lowest rungs of the industry, I had to go through. uh, I, I had to do extremely hard work. You didn't
0: that was was just jarring because i texted you after i saw that and i was like you're good right and you're like yeah this person is just not this is fine um but like but were you lying or did you really water off a duck's packet because i can't imagine hearing somebody say something like that and to not be like at least a little floored
1: oh i was heated Yeah. I was heated. I because I didn't quite understand what exactly he was getting at. And so I messaged him privately first. I was like, hey man, you okay? Did you like accidentally post on my post instead of somebody else's or like what's going on? Like, are you okay? And he didn't respond. He just kept replying to uh he just kept doubling down. And then other people were replying to him, and I was just like this is going to get nasty. I'm just going to take a snapshot of this because he's going to try to rewrite the story mm-hmm. as he's defending what it is that he's saying. And so he posted this longer rant on his page. We'll we'll just call him Kay for now. And um, Kay was like, hey, you know, I am tired of these newbies coming into my industry, not paying their dues and not being good enough to do the work. And so I was going to leave it alone. But I was just like, you know what? No.
0: Yeah, fuck you, dude.
1: You know what? No. Fuck this. No. I had just had the last two years, I, I just left an awful relationship. With someone who was literally over my shoulder telling me that the only reason that Marvel, DC, Kodansha, Image, any of these places hired me, the only reason I got any job was because I was Black and that I was a diversity hire and that none of these people actually cared about me or my work, that none of the people who come over to my table actually like my work. They're just, they just want to see themselves doing the job. And I'm just like, what? I, like I, I literally got away from someone who, because I didn't use my Facebook platform to share their political perspective, that I was a sellout. Jesus. Meanwhile, they paid no bills. They, they did nothing, and I was just like.
0: So this person called accused you of being a diverse. Where that was, can I ask the, what this the, person's the, race was? Because that 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 feels like it carries a lot of weight to it as well. If they were also um, black and commenting on it or if it was like a white well, guy or something saying that, that like
1: well the the person who you know, i was living with was jewish they were they were a mashup like jewish and german they were white but like k is mixed race you know so k yeah. is is half black and, and half white and he was sure to mention that. He was like, I can't be racist because I was, or sexist because I was raised by a black mammy. And it's like, bruh, <laughs> stop. Shh,
0: oh God. Sh- I don't I understand sh- how people can sh- double sh- down on,
1: oh God. And so when people were asking him, they were like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, well, I just gave this newbie a critique and she couldn't handle it because she's too woke. And I'm like, listen, boo-boo. It's really cute of you to come on my page and tell me that I didn't work hard. I don't even, I don't even exactly know what your argument is. It's like, here are the people who quote unquote vetted me. Brian Stelfreeze, Neil Adams, David Mack, Don McGregor. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Gail Simone, Celia Kyle, Sanford Green, Kari Randall, um... Travis Charis.
0: Yeah. Gee. You
1: know, like, how about I put myself through the paces and made sure that I asked them for critique. I even, I even went under an alias and wanted, I didn't want people to know that I was black. I didn't want them to know I was a woman. I just wanted them to look at my artwork and tell me what was wrong with it or mm. what they felt was wrong with it. Yeah. Because I wanted genuine critique. I didn't want to be patronized. I felt like this rare bird. They're like, oh, we don't want to scare you away. So we're just <laughs> going to tell you that your work is really good for a girl. I don't want to be fucking yep. good for a girl. I want to be good. Because I want to tell a story. Because I have something that's in my chest and in my heart and on my mind. And I can't say it. I have to draw it. Because I don't have the words for it. There, There is no word for this feeling this color that's in my mind and and i have to get it out or it's just going to rattle around in my brain like a caged bird because i trust what it is that i make not everything that i say i think is the exact and precise thing that i want Mm -hmm. to say and so i can say it in another way with artwork but i have to chisel my mind to be able to keep up with what's going on in there. And so for him to say that I didn't go through the hard work or I don't know what the ups and downs are of being an artist. I'm like, my dude, I was homeless at 13. You have no idea who you are talking to right now. You have no idea what I have endured. You have no idea what I put on the line to be an artist. Oh, you get to do what you love. So you never work a day in your life. Shut up. That's not how this works. (laughs) If you, if, (laughs) if
0: you people ever saw how much I white knuckle the first half of every week, my Monday through Thursday is me just praying and exhausting myself. Like, you know, (laughs) like it's, and there's no promised paycheck, not, not a one, um,
1: Not not a single time. Someone it, might decide, eh, I don't yeah. feel like paying you. But you so know? like
0: you have like but you did do this. It's clearly a combination of sour grapes in several ways. One, somebody who wishes their career was at a certain level, they wish they were getting certain jobs. There's a jealousy mm. to that. That is very clear. We see it very common in men because women are getting equal or closer to equal representation in the mm. comics world, where it used to be a boys' club. Right. Um, you know, it was just Ramona and a bunch of dudes, you know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would get asked all the time, like, what are you doing here? You don't need comics. And I'm like,
0: what? Nobody needs comics. It's (laughs) what?
1: (laughs) Well, apparently they did. Yeah. Um, they felt like this was the only place where they were special and exclusive and that I could go anywhere and, uh, you know, be a part of the cool kids, but they didn't understand that I was just a tall dork who played sports and had a mom that hates her <laughs> you know so i needed to find joy in fiction
0: yeah there is and, i i've seen it know. i've seen being in the nerd sector and and being athletic people yeah. do kind they uh, do, there is that there is sort of like a rebuff against it and and i do oh, feel yeah. like sometimes it is that i remind myself that i might serve as a reminder for somebody's inability to achieve something or right. either through willpower or for any physical reasons that they might yeah. have that might not be their fault. I recognize that it, um, it doesn't it doesn't validate those statements, but I definitely yeah. try to have empathy towards it. I, also, it reads to me more and more like uh, unrequited flirting that may have caused Ooh. somebody to sour up. I didn't need not to a, think about that. I don't draw pictures of my friends for their birthdays.
1: <laughs> We're not even that close friends, I right? Guess. So, that, so like, that does make sense?
0: Did that not um, cross your path that this guy might just be? It,
1: it did not. It did. I not just actually, did that. It, it took a. Yeah. It took a
0: dude to be like, hey, he probably has a crush on you, and he was mad that it was unrequited, and.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> it was funny. He was like, "Well, you're a newbie, and you don't know anything about the industry." And I was like, "I've been doing this for seventeen years." Yeah and he's like well i started in 1990 i was like i was 10.
0: yeah what did you want me to do (laughs) when i was 10. yeah you know
1: like what are you expecting here what are you saying that i'm not middle-aged enough for you
0: (laughs) yeah you're gatekeeping the concept of age
1: and he's like no he's like what i'm saying is the only reason that any of those artists who you named gave you the time of day was because you were pretty and i was like Thanks for thinking I'm pretty, but I'm sure companies don't want to lose money. And you know what? When they did, he posted a picture of the character that I drew, which was Danny Moonstar, Mm -hmm. Mirage. And I guess he had done uh, a Danny Moonstar comic back in the day. And I was just like, you know, when they revamped uh, their indigenous voices, I think, I think Marvel forgot your invitation in the mail, sorry about so i could play the high ground because that's probably better and uh, you know i started to get on the offensive and a lot of people a lot of people actually started messaging me and saying please 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 don't take any of what k says to heart because he's been sort of flaunting his mental illness around for a while and i was like
0: it's not okay. an excuse for behavior though. No, that's something that people not. need to remember because we see this a lot where people are like, yeah. well, I like I'm neurodivergent. So dot, dot, dot. And it's like, no, 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 that's not right. permission to be an asshole.
1: No. It's, it's ab- absolutely like, not. And as a matter of fact, I had just gone through my own breakdown, not even <laughs> you know, yeah. around this time last year. Like I was just going through so many different things that I felt like I had to withdraw from social media so I didn't make the mistake and just overshare because I'm emotional. And then you come
0: back and some dip just baits you out. Right? right?
1: Everyone's trying to get you in a gotcha moment. And I was just like, you know what? This is his problem. This is not mine. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Since people are trying to figure out who I am and how long I've been doing this, I'm just going to take the opportunity to post my artwork. Yeah. Let's, let's do a, (laughs) let's do a flashback. 2002. Here's this 2004. Here's this 2006. (laughs) Here's this, here's all the things that I did during this time. Here's a cap. Here's a captain Marvel cover. Here's an incredible Hulk cover. Here's a totally awesome Hulk cover. Here's this, here's that. Here's attack on Titan. Here is, you know, Guys, I have to look around. Here's All Star Batman. Here's this. <laughs> this one I did, as a matter of fact, while like right after I slipped and fell, and I couldn't afford to go to the hospital. The ambulance came, said nothing was broken, and if you could put some ice on it and deal with it, that'll be fine. And then I crawled upstairs and finished this cover before my deadline. Jesus. With my head rocking, like I had to stop at some point and say it because I was seeing double. And for someone to come and tell me that I don't know the ups and downs of art, I had to stop and say, I don't have to prove anything to this person. But while everybody's here, this is my work.
0: This was an accidental boon for you. Like this was something where, I mean, I I know it was because uh, first and foremost, uh, at one point in time, you were softly trending on Twitter because people were (laughs) talking about it.
1: I, his wikipedia page got changed
0: S- comic book resources wrote an article about it because they're always yes. looking for something to write about Thank and, you, Rich. you know uh yeah right um it, i mean it was i saw i saw so many professionals that were posting their own things tagging you being yeah. like just so you all know a fool richardson is fucking amazing um and and i saw that on twitter i saw that on instagram and i saw that on facebook
1: yeah. um yeah um a uh Freaking Gail Simone, Bill Shinkiewicz, like Dave Johnson, people who I just I I know them, some I know in passing, some I know very well. I was surprised, you know, many people even knew my name. And it just it was really heartwarming yeah. for me. I kind of stepped back at some point because I was on the offensive at first and I was like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like I'm so exhausted already. Um i i just i moved to like I, I moved out of a terrible situation moved to a new state i don't i know nobody here and i moved into a place that had like hornets in the freaking windows no heat cold water and the landlord was still like overcharging me for the place and saying that gas leaks were my fault uh and i was just i was just like just completely overloaded. And I had just gotten out of that. And then here he comes with this foolishness. And I was just (laughs) like, Oh, you know what? (laughs) No, darling, this is not how the day is going to go. So I just kind of stepped back and I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm not really here to shame anybody who's having a mental health crisis right now. Mm -hmm. But if you know me, you know my work. And if you don't know me, that's okay. There's so many other artists out there. And you know, honestly, to really speak about it, because people were like, you know, someone like Gail Simone, like someone was trying to say, oh, well I was in the strip club where Gail Simone got her first job. And I was just like, listen, whatever advantage gets you in the door, gets you in the door. You stay in the room because of your work. Companies are not in the business of losing money.
0: No, and beyond that too, whatever job you have to stay alive while you're trying to break into a business. I was an Uber driver for four years While I was trying to break into making money doing stand-up, which still doesn't really work, and doing it through podcasting. Like, Uber driving is just stripping with a car, like, (laughs) but doesn't pay as well. Like, to insult, and that was also one of those things where you'd see, I would see stand-up sets where people would be like, my Uber driver tried to talk to me in the car, and I'm just like, oh, you're a ass." Like, right. you know, he's, it's you know, a they're, you know, just they're, uh, you know, it's a person, right? Unless they're a creep, right? which, you know, report it. Um, But yeah. like being one of those, i those people that are just, they're just like, uh, you know, five stars like, if uh, they, they didn't the say hell? anything. Yeah. Yeah. I take that very personally because I've, I grew up poor and I've worked hard jobs and I've left yeah. decent paying jobs so I could pursue a passion. And like that that whole looking down your nose at anybody for any reason in that regard unless they're an asshole what the is wrong with you so i just i saw that and and the good part like i think you had posted right after that was just like a picture of you in like a nice pretty flowing cosplay and just like (laughs) anyway back to my life and i was like (laughs) yeah um now that being said
1: you know what i'm gonna dress up as a mermaid there and you go. I, I loved it. I am a Yemoja, the goddess of fresh water and springs, bringing in new energy and all that happy hippie dippy stuff.
0: <laughs> now, one of the things you said is, uh, if you don't know me, that's fine. But you can know other people. And uh, what I was saying is, if you are listening to this, you should know Afua. And you should go to afuarichardson.com. That's A-F-U-A, Richardson. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N dot com. Uh, That is your website. If you want to follow Afua on Facebook, you do have uh, an Afua Richardson professional page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You are available on Twitter at Afua Richardson, one word, Mm -hmm. and on Mm -hmm. Instagram, Afua underscore Richardson. Mm -hmm. Um, You are uh, appearing at Baltimore Comic Con. That's coming up in next weekend from when this is Uh, released.
1: Seventh through the thirtieth. Yeah. So 30th if you're Halloween,
0: if you're listening to this, um, upon release, uh, you go go to a Baltimore Comic Con if you're out there. It's a great con, either. a pure comic con, which is yes. very rare these days. It um, it's, it's a, a
1: com- it's like the Comic Con Homecoming.
0: I love it's. I love Baltimore. I miss Baltimore. I still have. Yes. I have. Oh, I have the Baltimore, um, the Usagi Yearbook that they did oh, yeah. um shout out to my friend scott derby for getting that for me um and yeah. it has a sketch inside by
1: what i know oh. um,
0: That's awesome. yeah it's pretty great i'm not i'm not mad about that by stan sakai um but anyway go to baltimore comic-con are there other cons you're going to be at that we could send people to as well like what else can we um, how else can we get our stuff in get your stuff into people's ears eyes and hands mm-hmm.
1: Um November 4th, I'm going to be at SCAD in Savannah. Uh, I'm doing a lecture there about um, the anatomy of a renaissance. Uh, examining the Harlem Renaissance and observing the Renaissance that's happening around us as we speak. Um, as well as PopCon in Dubai in Expo City. Huge! Uh, It's a huge uh, market for me. The tenth through the thirteenth.
0: So uh, the Thursday the tenth through Sunday the thirteenth in November, Mm -hmm. um, you will be in Dubai. I'll be in Dubai. So for all of you that are in Dubai, uh, go and go (laughs) Dubai some (laughs) from Afua while she's there. Um, but Baltimore Comic Con as well. I'm I'm sure you're going to be at a lot more next year too. I cannot wait to see you. I cannot wait to hug you so hard that your bones crack. Um, you are my. You're one of my absolute <laughs> favorites. Uh, we are, the regular episode is done. Uh, <gasps> if you are a patron, stick around because we've got a little bit of bonus content coming your way. Um, but awesome. for for those of you, uh, for those of you that are listening for free, thank you so much. Head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May for ac- early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content of this show, as well as other shows that are going to be coming out as well. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, Afua, yes. you're a damn delight.
1: Oh, I think you. Oh wait, oh wait. Before you go, okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. May. Happy birthday
0: to you. Oh my God, that feels really good thank you very much i haven't been called mr may since i retired from teaching so that's pretty cool uh thank you oh my god that's that is so nice oh my god that's so good um thank you uh thank you uh, of course uh thank you for that and then uh for those of you that are patrons stick around we're going to talk for another second we're going to talk about cosplay when we come back hey everyone our artwork is created by justin t brown who can be found at artness by justin brown on instagram as well as artness by justin brown.com that dope music you heard is by troy nababon available at troy nababon on instagram as well as at troy nababon.com nababon is spelled n-a-b-a-b-a-n and boy does that shred thank you all so much for listening see you next time